Welcome to another podcast episode from Israel Unites Podcast Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben. All praises to the Most High on this Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. With another podcast episode, brothers and sisters, that's going to be enlightening for our people. And the topic of this podcast episode is going to be unclean meats. Whether they were cleansed, because according to the New Testament, Sunday Christians say that all things have been cleansed. You have um, your mother, your fathers, your sisters, brothers, in-laws that go to the Christian church on Sunday morning and are being taught that God cleansed all meats or all beasts that they may be eaten now according to and I say this brothers and sisters because I, I really want you to dig down deep and get the understanding because some teach that Christ fulfilled it so we don't have to and some teach that the law is done away. Basically, they are the same thing. If Christ fulfilled it, and we don't have to, it's just another way of saying that the law is done away. So brothers and sisters, in this podcast episode, we're going to be focusing on the whether or not God um, cleansed these unclean meats which we are going to read from in the law of moses the torah i want to turn your attention to the book of deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 1. we're going to read down because brothers and sisters i want you to um get the understanding of why god did this what why why would god because it's a small thing to some people but to us that have the spirit it's a big thing it's an understandable thing why god did not want us to eat these unclean meats the book of deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 1. now i'm going to be going back to leviticus 2 but i want to focus on the shorter version of the doctrine because i have a lot to cover the book of deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 1 says this it says ye are the children of the lord your god now i want to stop right there and i want to go to the book of deuteronomy 32 verse 8. deuteronomy 32 verse 8 says this when the most high divided the nation or, or excuse me, let me read that over. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Why is in verse 9? For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. So out of all the people of the world, God chose 
the children of Israel. Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14, verse 1. It says, Ye are the children of the Lord your God. Ye shall not cut yourselves, nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. This is obviously being done amongst the heathen. Verse 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Now, these people, brothers and sisters, that are in the Sunday church, we have to understand that they believe and are being taught that they are Gentiles, of course, um you know the system itself defines us as a i would say a proverb a byword double ethnicities like african american how could you be african and american at the same time and we all know brothers and sisters i'm not going to go in deep into it it's a byword because how can you be defined as an African-American and you were born in America. You're a citizen in America. And I say this, and I, and, and I want you to get this clear understanding. There are scriptures in the Bible where Paul, and, and, I, and I'm going to show you, I'm not going to just, let's, let's go to the book of Acts again. Acts again, Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 22. Acts 22, and I want to read verse 25. It says, And as they bound him with throngs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? So Paul calls himself a Roman. Now let's see. Let's go back. Let's go back to Acts 22, verse 3. It says, I am verily a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward god as ye all are this day so paul the apostle was a jew but he was born in cilicia he was born in rome but they don't call paul a roman jew or jew roman they call him a roman it's this, when you look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 37. Deuteronomy 28, verse 37 says this, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, a byword, among all nations, whether the Lord shall lead thee. So, brothers and sisters, off the top, those with spiritual understanding understand that the children of God are scattered amongst the nations. This is not going to be taught in Sunday church. 
So when we go into this unclean or clean animals, which they call meats, it's going to be very difficult to get them to see this when they don't even understand who they are as a people. Let's go back to the book of Leviticus. I mean, excuse me, Deuteronomy. Excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 3. I'll read two again. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Verse 3. Thou shalt not eat any abominable things. Now, abominable or abomination is another word for transgression. You can find that in Second Chronicles 36, verse 14. It tells you clearly that abominations are sins or transgressions. So God is telling us right in this verse that we shall not eat anything that's unlawful. Let's go back. I want to read Leviticus chapter 11, verse 46. I just want to read this for extra proof. Leviticus 11, verse 46 says, This is the law of the beast and of the fowl and of every living creature that moveth in the waters and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth to make a difference between the unclean and the clean and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. So the children of Israel received a law of beasts and of beast of land and of the things that are in the waters. Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 14, verse 4. These are the beasts which ye shall eat, the ox, the sheep, and the goat. We can eat these. The hart, the roebuck, and the fallow deer, and the wild goat, and the pygar, and the wild ox, and the shemos. Or the Shemosis. Verse 6. And every beast that parteth the hoof, that cleave that cleaveth the cliff into two claws, and cheweth the cud among the beast that ye shall eat. Nevertheless, verse 7. These ye shall not eat of them that chew the cud or of them that divide the cloven hoof. He's going to tell us the camel and the hare and the coney rabbit, the rabbit family. For they chew the cud, but divide not the hoof. Therefore, they are sin unto you. It is, it is a transgression for you to eat these things. I want you to understand that, brothers. It is transgression for you to eat these things. Verse 8, the swine 
because it divideth the hoof, yet cheweth not the cud. It is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. These, he's going to go into it, these you shall eat of all that are in the waters. All that have fins and scales you shall eat. Fins and scales. I want to go back to the book of Leviticus real quick. The book of Leviticus. I'm going to go to Leviticus now. And I'm going to start in verse 7, and I'm going to reread about the swine. It says, because the biggest topic, brothers and sisters, is the pig. It is the top of all of the beasts that are eaten among the children of Israel. Nobody really worries about anything else much. The swine is the top thing. Leviticus 11 verse 7 says, And the swine, though he divided the hoof, this is Leviticus 11 verse 7, and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean unto you. Of their flesh, verse 8, shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean unto you. It is a sin to eat it. Because Brothers, let me, let me explain to you what it means to be unclean. And we, we don't have to go far. The book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verse 16 says, And he shall not, and he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness, the uncleans or the uncleanness of the children of Israel because of their transgressions. In all their sins. So sins make you unclean. If you transgress the law, you become unclean. I'm going to read the rest of the verse. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them that are in the midst of their uncleanness. So transgression causes you to be unclean of the law let's go back to the book of leviticus 11 verse 9 these shall ye eat of this is verse 9 these shall ye eat of all that are in the waters whatsoever has fins and scales in the waters in the seas which are the ocean and in the rivers which we have the i would say the arkansas river because this podcast comes to you out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Them shall ye eat. Verse 10. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers and of all that move in the waters and of anything, any living thing which are in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. It shall be sin for you to eat. If you eat these things, you transgress my laws. Verse 11. They shall be even an abomination unto you, not all nations, you. You shall not eat of their flesh, 
but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination and sin. Every time you see this flesh, you're to understand as my children, my chosen, that it is a sin for you to eat these things. Sin. Verse 13 of Leviticus chapter 11. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowl. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination, a sin. It is a transgression for you to eat these. The eagle and the osprey and the osprey and the vulture and the kite after his kind. Every raven after his kind and the owl and the night hawk and the cockco and the hawk after his kind and the little owl and the cumarant and the great owl and the swan and the pelican and the the gyre eagle and the stork and the heron after her kind and the lock wing and the bat i know y'all want to think right now who amongst the nations eat bat we'll leave that alone we'll go on with the lesson all files that creep going upon all fours shall be an abomination unto you but watch this Watch this. Yet these these may ye eat of every seat. Every and all is the same word. Every and all. If there is an every, it's the same word as all. Pay attention, brothers and sisters. Yet these may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all fours now he just said all fours in verse 20. now he now the lord speaks in verse 21 saying yet these ye ye eat ye may eat of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all fours which have legs above their feet and leap withle upon the earth so all that there are birds that fly like the quail now even though turkeys and chickens fly for certain because you never see a turkey or a chicken fly high above the air like a hawk or an eagle they fly short distances and they leap so all fours four claws and you can google it chickens turkeys have four claws they have three in the front 
and one claw on the back. They go up on all fours. The most common eating, and, and, I'm, and I'm showing you, brothers, this is the most common eating birds on earth would be the chicken and turkey. And they both go up on all fours, and they have legs above their feet. The chicken leg, the turkey leg, that leap with or upon the earth. Fly short distances. But they're not birds that fly in the air, as I said before, as the hawk or the eagle. You don't see them flying. So God says, these you may eat. They are clean. They are not a sin for you to eat. This is what God is saying. I want to make this point. Now, another point I want to make. Now, if we go back to the book of Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. I want to go here real quick. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, and I want to read verse 58 down. Now, remember, remember, if we ate unclean things, it was a sin unto the Lord of the God of the 12 tribes of Israel. It was a sin. So when I read these next verses in Deuteronomy 28, us that have spiritual understanding are going to understand what transgression can do. And the transgression is even in eating these unclean meats. Now, this is something Sunday pastors are not going to read to the people. Let's get the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 58. It says, If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, including the unclean and clean meats, what we're to eat, what we're not to eat, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sickness, and of long continuance verse 60 moreover he will bring upon thee all the diseases of egypt which thou was afraid of and they shall cleave unto thee diseases verse 61 also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law them will the Lord bring upon thee until thy be destroyed. So new diseases, new sicknesses, even sicknesses, even the sickness, excuse me, that we know nothing about. God said, I'm, if you break the law, I'm going to bring on you sicknesses that are not recording or, or recorded in the Bible. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. These sicknesses are not recorded in Scripture. 
I'm going to bring unto you the children of Israel. This is why it's important to many of us that are spiritual to understand clean and unclean meats. Because if we eat the meats of transgression, the abominable meats, it's written here in the book of Deuteronomy 28 that God would bring sickness and disease upon us. Now remember, for you that um, seek the understanding of why family members continue to eat it, this has not been read to them. And they still don't understand the history behind the doctrines the pastors preach. And it does not stop the diseases that we get that have been long continuing amongst our people. I'm not, and brothers and sisters, don't just think that these pressures came up. Because I want to direct your attention to 2 Chronicles 16, verse 12. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 12. I want, to, I want to read this real quick. It says, And Asa, in the third and ninth year of his reign, was diseased at his feet until his disease was exceeding great yet in his disease he sought not the lord but the physician like a lot of our people do they go straight to the doctor they seek the physicians verse 13 and asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and fortieth year of his reign. Now, brothers and sisters of the Most High, I want to say this very, very carefully to the ears of the people. When we look at Jeremiah 17, verse 5, God already tells us. Because this nation has taught our people to believe in people more than the scriptures of the Most High God. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord God, Cursed be a man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his own, whose heart departeth from the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, the answers to us that are spiritual are in this Bible. And we just read, by transgression, yes, we would suffer disease and sickness. And best believe, these diseases and sicknesses come from what we eat. This is why I want you to see from the beginning, brothers and sisters, that by eating unclean meats, God causes us to have sickness and disease because it is transgression to eat these meats. 
We didn't know this before, but now we do. Our spiritual eyes have been opened. Now the question is, the question is, did God cleanse them? If it's, if it's a sin to eat them, and the Sunday church says that God cleansed them and we pray over it, then that would make God unstable in his ways. See, brothers and sisters, I want to direct your attention to Job. See, this is what they do, brothers and sisters. Job chapter 4. This is what the Sunday church is basically about. Job chapter 40, verse 8 says, God tells Job, Wilt thou also disannul my judgments? Wilt thou condemn me that thou mayest be righteous? See, in order for the Sunday church to be right in their own eyes, they have to disannul the judgments, the laws of God. They have to. It didn't say God did it. It says they have to do it. In order to be right in their own eyes. Because according to the Bible, God brought disease upon us for eating these meats. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. After the break, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the topic. You're listening to IUPR Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we read in Deuteronomy 28, 58 through 61, that if we transgress God's law, he would bring sickness and disease upon us. One of the ways to transgress his law was by eating unclean meats. Now, the scholars know this. They know it. And I told you before, brothers and sisters, and I'll tell you again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to a, a focus. I'm going to focus your attention to Ephesians 6. I want to go back here. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, powers, against the rulers of darkness, which is sin, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This isn't something, brothers and sisters, that is not developed on the low end. This is on the high end. I'm going to read you this. Let's get Job. Job 10. Job 10. 
because I'm, I'm going to digress from what we just read in uh, the book of Ephesians 6 and 12. By going back to Job 10, Job 10 verse 21, it says, Before I go whence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness, which is sin, and the shadow of death. A land of darkness as darkness itself, and of the shadow of death, without any order, and where the light is as darkness. What does Job mean by a nation or a place or a land that has no order? Psalm 119, verse 130, says this, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. So the order would be in the law. This place doesn't have, and what I mean by this place, the United States is a place without order from the top. Now, brothers and sisters, it's not hard to understand that. They do, there is no order here. Everything's allowed. Just because we see a Ten Commandments plaque here or there does not mean this nation is a nation of order. It is a land of darkness, and it is the shadow of death for the 12 tribes of Israel. I want to go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14, real quick, and I got to move on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14. And I want to read see which one do i want to read verse 21 deuteronomy 14 21 says you shall not eat of anything that dieth of itself thou shalt give it unto the stranger that is within thy gates that it may that he may eat it or that thou mayest sell it unto an alien an alien is a gentile for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not see a kid in his mother's milk. So the Lord is saying that I don't even want you eating anything that dieth of itself. If there's anything out in the field that died, you see laying there. I don't care if it's an ox. Or sheep. Or venison. I want you to give it to the stranger. Now, the stranger in this context is the Gentile or an alien. So God didn't even want to choose. Now, if just think, if we had eaten things that dieth of himself, that was the sin. So what happens? 
God causes sickness and disease. Let's get the book. Let's let's get a little bit more. Let's get the book of Micah. I'm, I'm I just want to go to Micah real quick to read this one verse because I'm spreading this out to show you what many of the so-called wise men that are at the top know. Micah six verse thirteen says. He's talking to the uh, children of Israel. Therefore, also, I will make thee sick in smiting thee and making these, making thee desolate because of thy sins. So it behooves us, brothers and sisters, to, um, to understand that even in these beasts that are unclean, along with other transgressions god will bring upon us sicknesses you and i know that sickness is upon the people whether it be high blood pressure whether it be cancer blocked arteries All these things that the Bible says we would suffer from if we're in transgression. Now, a lot of a lot of preachers say, well, you know what? Um, I've been eating pork for a long time and nothing's happened to me. I've been eating. I, I just eat pork. And God hasn't taken me out on the earth yet. But watch this. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11. It says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil see these preachers standing behind the pulpit say yeah i've been eating pork for 30 years and god i'm still living and praying just because they haven't died from their diseases doesn't mean they don't have them you don't you don't you're not able to go to the pastor's medicine cabinet and see all the pills he's been prescribed from the doctor you can't see that and that's the blindness of the preacher all of these medications you have to take and you don't think that none of this came from the Lord thy God. Watch verse 12, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear him, that keep the commandments. The fear of God is to keep the commandments. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 12, Deuteronomy 6 and 2. which fear before him. See, those that fear God, it will be well with them. Those that keep the commandments, it will be well with them. Now, I want to move here quickly, brothers and sisters, to show you something else. If God cleansed these meats, as they say, if he cleansed them, we need to learn what cleansing is. 
We need to learn what cleansing is. Because in order for God to cleanse something, he has to cleanse it the way the Bible says he would. So Psalms 119. Psalms 119, and I'm going to read verse 9. Because, brothers and sisters, according to Job 33, verse 9. Now, I when I say this, brothers and sisters, that the Holy Ghost was in the Old Testament, we know according to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, that everyone that wrote in the Old Testament had the Holy Ghost. So Job 33, verse 9, when Elihu is putting the reproach to Job and his three friends. He mentions in Job 33, verse 8, that surely thou hast spoken in my hearing, and I have heard thy the voice of thy words saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent. Neither is iniquity in me. So to be clean, to be clean, is to be cleansed from sin. So when we go to Psalms 119, verse 9, it says this, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Why? Psalms 19, verse 9. Psalms 19, verse 9. Let's get that. Psalms 19 verse 9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous are to altogether. So fearing the Lord is clean. It's a cleansing for our people. When we keep the commandments, we cleanse ourselves of the old sins because it is clean. The law itself is clean. So as we fear God, we are clean by cleansing ourselves with his word. From the transgressions that we previously done when we were dead in our sins, as it says, in Ephesians 2, verse 1 and 2. So right off the top, brothers and sisters, according to the First Testament, we see the way to be cleansed is to keep the law. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36, and I want to start in verse 25. I'll start in verse 24. Now, this is the prophecy. And all this is um, alluding to the point that I'm trying to make about law cleansing you. Ezekiel 36, verse 24 says, For I will take from among you, I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of 
all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. This is the future prophecy. And I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. Of what? Sin. He said, water now. From all your filthiness and from all your idols, which can be people or thoughts, Ezekiel 14, verse, I'm thinking two. Let's look at this. The idol of your heart, these preachers that they idolize. Ezekiel 14, verse 3 says, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity, which is listening to these pastors tell you instead of prove to you from both testaments that it is, or I should say that these meats like pork and shrimp and lobster and things like that have been cleansed by the Lord and have not showed you the scriptures of condemnation that are futuristic in the Old Testament if you continue to eat them. So they're holding back. Ezekiel 14, verse 3, 3 again says, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Now, see, the Lord is saying, Hey, look, did these men acquire of me the things that I told them not to do? And basically, going back to Deuteronomy 13, verses 4 through 13, would be what he's talking about. If you read that on your own leisure. I want to go back to the book of Leviticus, excuse me, of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 says, A new heart also I will give you, a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. He will remove the hard head the stiff neck that is in our people. And I will give you a heart of flesh, the heart I desire you to have. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. So when God gives us a new spirit, It will cause us to keep his laws. Now, what is the spirit? I want to show you real quick. The book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 23 says, Turn ye at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So the spirit is in the word. We have to read the word in order to develop the spirit. Because Ephesians 6:17 agrees with Proverbs 1 verse 23 when Paul says the sword of the spirit. This is Ephesians 6:17, the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Even Christ said in John 6:63, 6, the spirit quickeneth 
the flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So the words of this Bible is going to give us a new spirit and a new heart that we may continue in keeping the laws of God. Now, I read to you Psalms 19 verse 9 about the fear of the Lord is clean. The words of the Lord are clean. The laws of the Lord. Now the question is, did this change in the New Testament? Did, did these things change over in the New Testament? Were the laws unable now the reason why i use that is because right now the preachers teach that the law is unable to make us clean and that's a lie you're going to see brothers and sisters that and and don't forget the point if we transgress the law in eating unclean meats we were diseased and god brought upon us sickness i want to get the book of john the book of john because for all the new testament christians that think and brothers and sisters this is an extreme amount to cover when you talk about clean and unclean meats it is a lot to cover. So when you're proving this point, the biggest point in the matter is, is, is the cleansing still the same from Old to New Testament? Because we're going to go to the scriptures. I want to go to John chapter 15, verse 3. John chapter 15, I'll read verse uh, 1 through 3 real quick. John chapter 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. How does the Lord purge it? Now, this is a parable. How does he purge it? How does he purge it? The book of Proverbs. Let me show you Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6. I'm going to show you how God purges the spirit. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6 says, By mercy and truth, which is the law, Romans 2 and 20, Psalms 119, verse 151, Psalms 119, verse 142. I'm going to com continue to quote those scriptures, give you those scriptures so you can read them to show that truth is in the law. There is no truth without law. None. The pastor can't prove. Proverbs 16, verse 6 says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. 
and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So when God purges something, he purges it with law and grace, which is mercy. And it's going to bring forth more fruit out of us. And that fruit is the fruit of the spirit mentioned in Galatians. The book of Galatians, chapter 5. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and of faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Why? Because they're all attributes of those that keep it. They're all attributes of those that keep the law. That's why Christ said in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 42, it says, But woe unto you, Pharisees, for ye tithe mint and rue and all manners of herb, and pass over the judgment. The judgment is the law and the love of God. So Christ called judgment the law, which, which is the law, the love of God. So the love of God is in judgment. Like it says in 1 John 5 and 3. For the love of God is to keep his commandments, for his commandments are not grievous. 1 John 5 and 3. These ought ye here to have done, and not to leave the other undone. See, the thing that was missing from the Pharisees is the care the love of the law instead they wanted the tie and left the people without the mental or the moral judgment of god which was the ten commandments so if the people continue to break them the pharisee continued to get the benefits of their sins by accepting their gift offerings their meat offerings drink offerings so they could pile it up like these preachers pile up money today john chapter 15 verse 3 it says now ye are clean through the word which i have spoken unto you now you are clean through the word they wasn't they wasn't see people may say well we're clean in christ no christ said See, a lot of times, brothers and sisters, they like to push Christ without his word. No. Mark 8, 38 starts out by saying, so you got to understand, this is why they go to Paul a lot, because they don't want, they don't accept the words of Christ. They just want to teach a Christ without his words. Mark 8, 38 says, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words together. And this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels see the word christ says that you are clean now ye are clean through the word now let's read on it says abide in me and i in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine 
No more can ye except ye abide in me. How do we abide in Christ? Let's get first John. How do we abide in Christ? First John 3. How do we abide in Christ? It says, He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him, Christ in us. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he has given us. So when Christ abideth in us, when the Messiah abideth in us, it's because we keep his law. That's the cleanse. See, Christ said, you are cleansed through the word. What is the word of God? Because remember, brothers and sisters, the apostles didn't read each other letters. None, none of the New Testament even came out two years after they died. Your preacher ought to be able to at least tell the truth about that. The only reference that they have to the word of God is the Old Testament. So let's go back to the book of Isaiah 40. I'm going to show you something. I just want to read this one verse, Isaiah 40, verse 8. It says, The grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. You can read the same thing in 1 Peter 2.25. Peter quotes this verse in 1 Peter 2.25. Isn't that something? So, according to, so far in the New Testament, the way to be cleansed is through the word, the law. This is why your preachers go to the book of Acts, chapter 10. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you the trick of Sunday church. Acts, chapter 10. This is why they go here to try to deceive the people. Now, they may pick a verse out of Acts 10, but we're going to read from Acts 10, verses 2, and then we're going to go to, because I don't have time to read it all, which I wish I could, and I will be able one day to one day, brothers and sisters, as we get set to bring our YouTube channel to the people well there's more time to do so it says in acts chapter 10 verse 2 a devout now it's going to talk about in acts 10 and 1 there was a certain man named cornelius a devout man and one that feareth god with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to god always now we're going to take a couple of uh, minutes, brothers and sisters, to meditate on that after the break. And we're going to see the tricks that these preachers are using when they start telling you that God cleansed all things. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. We're going to go a little bit deeper after this break. You're listening to IUPR Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben.
Welcome back, brothers and sisters. All praises to the Most High. Now, brothers and sisters, we read John 15 and 3. Now you are clinging through the word. Now, the word is the law. The word of God is, is, is not just, well, this is the words of Jesus. No. Now you are clean through the word. The word is the law. So in the Old Testament, the cleansing came through the law. According to Psalms 119, verse 9, how should a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to thy word, which is the law. So the law was a cleanser, not just for the work of the priests in the flesh, but also a spiritual cleanser, a renewer of the mind, which we were about to read about in Acts 10. Acts 10 verse 2, we read that Cornelius was a devout man and feared God. So we know that Cornelius kept the commandments. Now I want to drop down to verse. Let's look at let's look at Cornelius. Verse 11. I don't want to take too much from the topic. I just want this point. It says, and this is Peter, Acts 10 and 11. And saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Now, anybody that knows the history, see, this is why these preachers will read and read and read and then come with a ISO Jesus, which is a private interpretation. Now, why did the Bible says that this sheet was knit around the four corners? Let's get the book of Deuteronomy 32, verse 26. Deuteronomy 32:26, real quick. Deuteronomy 32:26 says this. And I said, I would scatter them unto corners. Who was the corners? Who was scattered unto the corners? The children of Israel. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. This is if we transgress the law. What would be one of the things that would happen when he scattered us into corners? Let's go to the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea. I want to read Hosea real quick. The book of Hosea. Now this. Because the reason why I'm reading this is because when we go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 46, it reads, And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. Verse 47, this is Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 and 47. I'm going to read verse 47. I read verse 46. These curses shall be a sign upon you, the children of Israel. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness, verse 47, and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So if we do not serve God 
surface collapse and abundance apart from top to bottom. The curses would be upon our seed forever. Continuance, even the diseases. Let's go to the book of Hosea, chapter 9. I want to read you a scripture. It says, Rejoice not. This is Hosea 9 and 1. Rejoice not, O Israel, for joy as other people. For thou hast gone a whoring from thy God, and thou hast loved a reward upon every corn floor. A reward. Judgment for a reward. The floor and the wine press shall not feed thee, and the new wine shall shall fail in her. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land because of the sins Ephraim, the capital of the 12 tribes, one of the sons of Joseph. But Ephraim shall return to Egypt and they shall eat unclean things in Assyria. So when the children of Israel were taken into Assyria, that was a form of Egypt and they would eat unclean things in another land. Let's go back to Isaiah. I'm going to show you something. Why? Let's look at the book of Isaiah. See, this is the history that you're, going, you're not going to get in the Sunday church. Isaiah chapter 60, Isaiah chapter 65, because Isaiah was in the time of the kings. So Isaiah, when we had the dominion, look what we did with it. Isaiah 65, verse 3. It says, a people that provoketh me to anger continuously to my face, that sacrifice in gardens and burneth incense upon altars of brick, which remain among the graves and lodge in the monuments, which eat swine's flesh and broths of abominable things in their vessels. So Israel was before they were taken into Assyria, they were eating these abominable things. Watch God. Which say, stand by thyself, come not near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all day. Or all the day. Verse six, behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will recompense, even recompense unto their bosom. Verse 7, your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord, which have burned incense upon the mountains and blasphemed me upon the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work unto their bosom. One of the, we, one of the ways he's measured it. because. We were measured in correction and in judgments. I, I'm thinking that it's in Jeremiah. Thinking it's in Jeremiah chapter. I was thinking of a scripture. Yes, Jeremiah. Chapter 31, verse 11 says, For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee. Though I make a full end of the nations, whether I have scattered thee, yet I will not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure 
and I will not leave thee altogether unpunished. So for the sins that we committed by eating unclean things, here it is in Hosea 9, verse 3. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim, the, the, the rule of the, the ten tribes. Because remember, the kingdom was split. Ten in the northern kingdom, two in the southern kingdom, with the Levites being part of both kingdoms. Hosea 9, verse 3 says, they shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt, which was Assyria at that time, which was the house of bondage. Egypt, according to the Bible, means the house of bondage. So you're going to return to the house of bondage, which is coming from the curses written by Moses as a sign. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. And they shall eat unclean things in Assyria. Now, Let's go back to the book. And before I go there, I want to go to Ezekiel. Just to show you. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 4, verse 13. Ezekiel wrote this too. Ezekiel 4, 13 says this. I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, because of transgression, not only did God bring us sickness, but he also scattered us among the nations. So we picked up eating unclean things and sacrificing unto their gods, their idols, when we were scattered in these nations. Ezekiel 4.13 says, And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, whether I will drive them. Now, all of a sudden, when we get to Acts 10 and Cornelius, without that history, they make you think that Cornelius is a Gentile, not an Israelite scattered among the Gentiles. See, this is why they leave out the history. That's why in verse 11, Acts 10, verse 11, a sheet knit to the four corners. Let's get back to this four corners. Let's get Isaiah 11. Let's prove this four corners. Isaiah 11, verse 12 says, And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of earth so the sheet that was knit to the four corners is a signal of god telling peter in this in this vision that the four corners is where judah was but this wasn't talking about all nations and it definitely wasn't pointing out that cornelius was a um one of the gentiles of the other nations but he was a man that was in of another nation that formerly kept the worships of the Gentiles, but became a devout man by keeping the law. So we know Cornelius was keeping the law. So this four, verse 11 talks about the four corners, the sheet let down on the four corners, signaling Israel, 
I'm going to read on. It says, wherein, verse 12, were all manner of four-footed beasts and of the earth wild beasts. Now, you can read about the wild beasts in Leviticus 26, 22. Though all of this is a parable. But people, the church want to consider things, the Sunday church want to consider things literal where they want to prove their lie or their or, or, or their so-called doctrine, which again they have to in order to make their doctrine seem right, they have to disannul the law. And creeping things and fowls of the air, and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Verse 14, but Peter said, Not so, my Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Right there out of that, that's that's silenced at all. Far after Christ died, Peter says, I have never eaten anything that is a sin to eat. Never. But here's the verse they focus on. And the voice spake unto him, saying, The second time, what God hath cleansed that call not coming how wait a minute how did he cleanse it if god cleanses something how does he cleanse it how did he cleanse it remember christ said in john 15 verse 3 now ye are clean or cleansed by the word so when we go back to the book i'm gonna read two scriptures I'm not going to say go back. I'm going to say go forward. I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the keeping of the commandments. See, this is what churches don't want you to know. The cleansing again, according to the New Testament, will come from the law, the fear of the Lord. Ephesians 5, 26. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, verse 26. Says this. Husbands, love your wives. I'm reading verse 25, Ephesians 5, 25, and I'm going to read verse 26. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. That he might sanctify it your marriage, and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. Again, the cleansing comes through the law. Now, if the law is done away, how can anything be cleansed? See the trick? Oh, the law is done away. Well, according to the Bible, the law is what cleanses the word. John 17, verse 17. John 17, verse 17 says this. John 17, verse 17 says this. 
It says this. This is Christ speaking. It says, sanctify them, which were the apostles, and those that keep the commandments. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word, thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that thou also might be sanctified through the truth. Like it is written in Isaiah 5, 16, the Lord is only sanctified in the righteousness, which is the law. So the word of God is the law of God. Psalms 119, verse 172. My tongue shall speak thy word for all thy word. My tongue shall speak thy word for all thy commandments are righteousness. Proverbs 13, verse 13. Whoever despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that keepeth the commandments shall be rewarded. The word of God again and again. You can find the same thing in Psalms 103. See, the word of God is the law of God. It is the same thing. Psalms 103 verse 20 says bless the lord ye his angels that excel in strength that do his commandments hearkening to the voice of his word the word of god is the commandments of god it is the same thing so we see from old testament to new testament to cleanse something would be by the word where brothers and sisters in the word of god did god prophesy anywhere according to his law which they say are done away so if the again if the law is done away how can anything be cleansed because according to the bible it is anything that god has cleansed would be by the law you can't cleanse it without the law even when you go to first john first john which is a common scripture that they would go to. Even in 1 John, the book of 1 John chapter 1, it says this, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sins we're not just cleansed by the blood from all sins john said if we walk in the light light let's not leave out that part of the verse if we walk in light psalms 119 verse 104 Psalms 119, verse 105. Psalms 119, verse 105 says this. 
thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs 6.23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light. And reprove and instructions are the way of life. So if we walk in the light, which is the law, as he is in the light, we have fellowship and we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our transgressions. We have to walk in the light, not just exist to sin against God and then his blood cleanses us. Oh, because he died on the cross, his blood cleanses us. No. Excuse me. John said we have to walk in the light. Verse 8, 1 John 1 and 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth and the law, the truth is not in us. We're not free. The truth is in the law, brothers and sisters, Romans 2 and 20. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Proverbs 28, verse 13, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. He that leaves off, confesses them, and forsake them shall have mercy. So you have to confess and forsake. This is what John is talking about. When we do that, verse 9 again, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is sin. He is going to cleanse us from our sins by our confessing and forsaking them, returning to keep the commandments. Christ isn't going to cleanse you because you go clap on Sunday morning and sing or listen to the preacher dance and do the moonwalk on stage. He cleanses us by returning to the law. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians, see, now I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If God done away with the law, as they said, then everything, and I mean by everything, is every curse every sickness that came in breaking the law should be done away too. But we're still getting sick. We're still dying from our sicknesses. We're still unhealthy from our sins. The diseases haven't stopped. And if the diseases haven't stopped, then the law has not been done away. There's nothing they can do about that. If you go to a preacher and say, well, if the law done away, the law says if we if we sin, which is eat these things, Deuteronomy 28, 58 through 61, then why do we still get sick? That's a head scratcher for him. Because he knows he can't deny, none of them can deny, T.D. Jakes, Preble Dollar, Tony Evans, none of them can deny people are still being diseased. And what further proof than 1 Corinthians 11? I love this, this chapter here. 
it says this verse 28 but let a man examine himself so and so let him eat that bread and drink that cup now watch this for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself for this cause many of you are sickly weak and sickly among you and many die because we eat in sin unworthily is unworthy that's it's still happening in the new testament they can't escape they cannot escape this when you look at luke 15 verse 21 it says i'm just reading this one verse and the son said unto him father i have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son so sin makes us unworthy to god all said this is why verse verse 30 again for this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep which means die because we eat these things uh, uh, and 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 i and I, and it's just not brothers and sisters talking about the new the 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 uh, new testament of uh the blood and the cup and the bread of christ it's talking about foods and if we eateth in transgression is paul's point in verse 30 if you eat foods that or or meats or foods or beasts god said they were unclean you still are unworthy you're still in sin and you still are sick and you still are in danger of dying remember malik uh michael 6 verse 13 let's not forget the thought let's not forget the thought Micah, Micah, Micah. See, this is what they, they can't run from this. Micah 6, verse 13 says, Therefore, also I will make thee sick in smiting thee and in making thee desolate because of thy sins. See, God made us sick according to sins. Now, if he so-called, as they teach, cleansed, it should have been through the law but if the law is done away how did he cleanse us that's why they try to use acts chapter 10 when it says call no, no man common or unclean for what i have cleansed wait a minute how how could he cleanse it without law the word of god is what cleanses ephesians 5 26 John 15, verse 3, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, 1 John 1 and 7. Law is the cleanser. So what law you get the point, brothers and sisters? If it's done away or Christ fulfilled it, how was it cleansed? Come on now. These are the tricks of the Sunday preacher. So they go again. They say, well, since we 
since they got us on that one, let's go to First Timothy four. The First Timothy four. See, we're going to go to First Timothy four. I'm gonna get straight to the point. Verse three, it says, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. Oh, that's big there to believe to them that believe and know the truth that believe and know the law. The truth is in the law. No pastor can show you scripture about the truth. Malachi 2 and 6, the law of truth was in his mouth. Again, Romans 2 and 20, which has the form of knowledge and of truth in the law. The truth is in the law. That's why Christ said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Transgression. The law frees you from the transgression. You're just not free because somebody's preaching. See, brothers and sisters, these are the things that we have to understand. Stay tuned. You're listening to IUPR Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. All praises to the Most High. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. We were in First Timothy, chapter four. I'm going to read verse four. Here's the church. Here's the church. It says, "For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving." Now, it says, "If it be received with thanksgiving." Now, somehow, some way, Thanksgiving isn't the same. When we thank God, let's go back to Psalms 26. I want to point your attention to Psalms 26, verse 7. Well, let me let me let me do you better. I'm going to read verse 3 through 7. Psalms 26, verse 3 says, For thy loving kindness is better. Is, excuse me, for my loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in thy truth and thy law. So those that walk in the law receive loving kindness. You know, they teach that there's no love in God's law. Well, that's to be disputed. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with disassemblers. Now, the disassemblers is because of lies. In Proverbs 28, real quick. And this is what the preachers are for. These are these preachers are for this cause. That's why it says in the book of Proverbs, let me see, chapter 26, verse 24, it says, He that hateth disassembleth with his lips and layeth up the seat within him. See, 
these preachers they disassemble our people they're built to disassemble to keep the people from assembling together and understanding there are the 12 tribes for pay like it says in Mike, Michael 3 verse 11 they judge for hire these preachers are being paid to teach the doctrine that they are given from where they learned it the schools where they learned it so all they're doing is parakeeting what they've heard before and they're not putting much effort at all into the salvation of the people psalms 26 verse 5 says i have hated the congregation of evildoers of sinners i will not sit with the wicked i will wash my hands in innocence that's how we're clean innocency it goes back to job 33 not to forget the thought job 33 verse 9 i am clean without transgression i am innocent neither is there iniquity in me so looking at this david writes through the spirit i will wash my hands in innocency so will i compass thine altar o lord watch this that i may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell all thy wondrous works the wondrous works of the law according to psalms 119 verse 27 psalms 119 verse 27 says make me to understand the way of thy precepts so shall i talk of thy wondrous works see we weren't thanking the we weren't thanking god in vain when we thank god it was according to the law but sunday christians thank him without it we all know what's mentioned in the book of matthew the book of matthew 15 verse 9 but in vain they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men because so far it is a doctrine or commandment of men man brothers and sisters as we have seen to try to use verses to keep the people in the very sin that gives us these diseases that still are about today first timothy 4 verse 5 says for it is sanctified by the word of god the law of god and prayer what foods what meats what beasts were sanctified by the law of god which is the word of god and prayer the meats that he mentioned back in the book of leviticus chapter 11. the book of leviticus chapter 11 verse 44 says i am the lord your god ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves and ye shall be holy for i am holy neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth sanctification 
came in righteousness and in truth, not in a lie. Oh, you see these preachers say, these preachers tell the people, you're sanctified in Jesus. It wasn't a lie. The Bible says the truth sanctified. You read it. You go to Isaiah 5, 16, John 17, verse 17 through 19. And right here, Ephesians, I mean, excuse me, 1 Timothy 4 and 5. So my question to you, brothers and sisters, is this, simply. If the law is what cleanses and is not, if it's what cleanses, and the preachers say that this law or the law is done away, then how could he cleanse? Think about this. How could he cleanse anything without it? We read again and again that law cleanses. John 15, verse 3. I know I'm repeating it. I want you to forget the thought. John 15, verse 3. Ephesians 5, 26. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. 1 John 1, verse 7. If the law is done away, how did he cleanse meats? How did he cleanse this pork and stuff? It's a lie. It never was cleansed according to the word of God. That's why Peter says, I've never eaten anything common or unclean because pork was pork and unclean meats were never cleansed it would take the law to cleanse them <laughs> meaning god never cleansed pork they're still unclean that's why paul says in second corinthians Second Corinthians chapter six, verse seventeen. Wherefore come out from among them, the Gentiles, that we were scattered abroad, and eat the unclean things with. Hosea nine verse three, Ezekiel four thirteen. Come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. There are things still unclean. That's why Paul says this, touch not the unclean thing. Things are still unclean, like meats. I keep calling them meats because this, this is what people it's referred to people as meat. So the law or the Bible, letting you know that it does not contradict itself. What was cleansed in the Old Testament is the same way to cleanse in the New. That's why. Going back to Isaiah chapter 66 in a prophecy, Isaiah 66. Verse 17, it says, 
they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination, and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. Verse 18, for I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come, and I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. This is future prophecy. Verse 20, and they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all nations upon horses and in chariots and in litters upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain Jerusalem, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring the offerings in a clean vessel. A vessel that is of the law, the way God told us to, into the house of the Lord. Not an unclean vessel, but a clean. Brothers and sisters, I hope you gleaned something from this podcast episode. I'm telling you, the only way to cleanse is by the word. So if the word's done away, if the law's done away or Christ fulfilled it, how did anything get cleansed? Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. All praises until the next Sabbath. With love from your host, the Apostle Reuben. This is IUPR with your host, the Apostle Reuben. Be sure next week, brothers and sisters, to join us in another podcast episode where we bring the salvation of our people, the 12 tribes to life.